You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Well, I just pushed record and I don't know, I don't know what to say. I really don't. Um, I don't know where to go with this. (laughs) I'll I'll just say what um, I've been saying for a while now, and that is honestly the hardest part about this situation for me is the finality of it. That's the part that kind of feels sad. You know, there's, there's, there's like an emptiness. You know, the, the Packers season is done and we're not going to do this again for, I know the, listen, I love the off season and all that, but it's just, I don't know. That part sucks for me. Um, Sorry if the microphone sounds a little weird. I'm trying something a little bit different. I got the whole standing desk, but the microphone doesn't work. So I got it sitting a little further away from me. Trying to project my voice as much as I can. We'll get this figured out. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Look, I'm, I'm, here's what I'm not going to do today. And we can maybe reassess this later or whatever. Um, I'm not going to sit here and bash Joe Barry. I'm not going to sit here and bash the defense. I'm not going to sit here and bash Jordan Love um, or Aaron Jones or anybody else. I think... Um, you know, it, it sucks that the season ended like that. I don't I don't really know why. I mean, if in retrospect, there are very few times throughout the season that if you would have told us it ended the way that it ended, um, with a very, very razor thin close game um of twenty four twenty one. You know, I mean, just at, at any point in the season. If you would have told us that, it would have been acceptable, including 24 hours ago. Not, I mean, you know, acceptable, whatever, but the the, the 49ers were 10-point favorites for a reason. They, they, they are a really, and I know I talk trash on the, the Saturday show. That's what I try to do. Um, I, I, I don't think they're quite up to snuff with the Ravens, but I think they're the second best team in football. I think this is one of the better version of the 49ers that have been around. And I think it was a really, really well thought out 
game. Um, you know, I mean, we, we've seen losses to these teams, the 49ers, as well as Tampa Bay, where we just cannot move the ball, and it's frustrating. Look, this young Packers team, man, with Matt LaFleur, with Jordan Love, and, and you know, Love was a little bit off. It's, it's freaking pouring rain. The connections weren't quite there uh, with some of those things, which is frustrating to see. But, um, you know, freak, we, we got Bo Melton out there making plays, you know, getting touchdown passes. The guy's played like five NFL games ever. You know, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, who's played maybe about a season with all his injuries, um, and Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks, uh, we had Emmanuel Wilson out there as a rookie making plays for us. Um, Tucker Craft and, and Luke Musgrave. I mean, these are all rookies, man. You know, we had Zach Tom until he got hurt, and then we had Yash Nyman back out there. I mean, we had a ton of injuries. I mean, th- this is... And, and I'll tell you what. It, it, I'm not happy about the fact that the defense gave up at the end. But... I also think you could see that they were just dead. And I think there's something, and, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, and I understand people are going to be upset, but th- I think there's something to be said about leaving everything on the field. And I think they did. I, I, I think they were gassed. I think that they were cooked, and I think the 49ers did a good job with their clock management, and they were fortunate in the situation that they were in. I mean, we were even starting, you saw Aaron Jones start to get some some holes up the middle against San Francisco. I think their defense was also getting really tired. It was it was a heck of a game. Maybe if the shoe was on the other foot and we had the opportunity to drive, um, maybe we punch it in and they don't quite get down the field. I know you can say, well, we had a chance. Yeah, but Jordan's not going to throw late across the middle if there isn't 50 seconds left. He shouldn't have done it anyways, but I'm just saying, it, it it changes stuff. So the 49ers had the time on their side. Um, and, you know, I mean, the Packers had opportunities. They didn't capitalize on it. The 49ers did too. It was a pretty sloppy game on both sides. But again, that's kind of what you expect in a, you know, very rainy, I don't want to keep calling it a downpour, but very rainy football game. You're going to see some slips and slides and some slippery people missing tackles and et cetera, et cetera. So Again, I don't, I don't want to just make excuses. That's not usually what I do, but I just I don't want to come on here and just piss and moan. I don't. It is what it is. It is what it is. Our road to winning a Super Bowl would have probably been Dallas, very good football team, San Francisco, elite football team, Detroit, probably a, I mean, I, I said it on the stream, I'd call it about 50-50 with Detroit with Dallas and San Francisco probably being better football teams, and then Baltimore, more than likely, and that team's just an absolute freak show of a football team. And even if it's not, I mean, Kansas City and Buffalo are tough. So, you know, if we got to go out, we go out, and I hate that it's the 49ers, because, you know, freaking the, the history of it or whatever, but, you know, we we go out against one of the top teams. If, if we're not going to lose to Baltimore, losing to San Francisco is probably the next best. And look, we 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 kept it within three points. You know who else kept it within three? Nobody. Nobody did. They kept it close, man. And, um, you know, three-point loss to, to a top team. I think if you were to rank all the teams right now, the Packers are way higher than anybody would have expected in a power ranking. I don't know exactly where that is. Um but it's it's worth looking at and and really honestly you know especially if you look into the future if you if you're not just saying 2023 how it ended look at 2024 and where it's going 
and you're projecting out Jaden Reed, and you're projecting out Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. I mean, Matt LaFleur deserves an unbelievable amount of credit for what he did. And I thought he called, even in this game, the offenses that he called, seeing guys wide open against the 49ers is crazy. That is a really good defense, especially their coverage unit, as I mentioned on the podcast. And uh, having guys open like that, Matt is just in his freaking bag, man. He is He's a talented guy. And um, we are very fortunate to have him. We're very fortunate to have the GM that we have. He's got 11 more picks. We have like the fourth most draft capital in this whole class. And we were in the playoffs, which is unfreaking heard of. We got multiple second round picks, multiple third round picks. So, um, you know, go out and get another Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and somebody else in the third round. Hopefully we're starting to hit on those. Um, but like I said, I, the, the, the sad thing is just sort of this, this feeling of emptiness and, and it's, it's going to sound pathetic, but it, part of it is the feeling like, it's almost like I can visualize in my mind, like everybody was here and we were all hanging out and it was so much fun. And I see everybody turning their backs and leaving. And it's like, don't go, don't go. We got so much to do, you know, I'm, I'm hoping because 2024 is different, man. This isn't like every other year where you're looking at it with like, Rogers doesn't have time left. We don't have time for this. We got a couple more swings at this thing before it's it's over. This is this is year one, man. This is year one. This is 2008. And 2009 was one of the most elite seasons that we saw from Rodgers and that team. There's every reason to be excited. And then 2010, what did they do? They won a Super Bowl. In 2011, one of the most elite offenses we've ever seen. I'm not saying it has to parallel exactly, but I'd be surprised if it didn't at this point because everything parallels, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But, you know, I, I just, I, I think we got something special in Jordan Love, you know? Um, he's going to have his up and ups and downs, obviously. And, you know, as somebody mentioned in the chat yesterday, you know, the guy was due for a day. He just was. I mean, you play at that high of a level for so long, which is just completely insane. You know, if it wasn't the 49ers game, it could have been the Lions. It could have been whatever. Um, but maintaining that level of play is impossible. It just is. I mean, it's you look at everybody else, it's like they, they might have a good game once every three weeks. He's got elite games, like three, four in a row. And, you know, f- what was it, four out of his last seven or something? Just ridiculous. Um, but he's a, he's a talented guy, and he's a smart guy, and he's a hard worker. You know, and that's that's one of those late and over the middle things. Like he he should know better. Um, you know, he he didn't have that sort of magic that we saw from Rodgers at times, but I think he can get there. I mean, look at the growth he's had; it's unbelievable. I would never count this guy out at this point. I already did. I, I looked at how he was under pressure; he was terrible. I saw how he was on deep passes; he was awful. His accuracy was awful, and I counted him out. Like the, the, you're not just going to fix this overnight, and he did. Literally overnight. I mean, he snapped his fingers week nine and just said, oh, I'm really accurate now. Oh, by the way, I'm really good under pressure. Oh, by the way, I'm really good on deep passes. Like one of the best in the NFL in all those categories. I'm not counting him out on anything. We're going to revamp this offensive line a little bit. We're going to get Aaron Jones a little bit of help. We're going to make sure Aaron Jones is locked up for as long as we can possibly keep him. We're going to get these tight ends revved up, right? And then defensively, I don't know. We got some work to do. Um, I think that another good thing about playing a team like San Francisco is you really see your deficiencies. Um, and a lot of times teams will do that. They'll, they'll look at these losses and say, what do we need based on that game? And uh, somebody had made the comment, how much time we got here? 
I'm just kind of rambling right now. I, I don't even, yeah, we, I, pff, only been 10 minutes. Somebody in the stream, though, was talking about, you know, obviously the tackling was pretty atrocious in this game, but just having maybe a, a safety that's kind of a downhill, just, just hammer, you know, and there are some guys, you know, maybe you, you get fortunate enough in the first round or something who can, who can do both, you know, they can cover and they can be a hammer, but, um, you know, at the very least, just get a guy that's because you know we're we're dealing with undrafted free agents out there at safety. So even if it's a second or third round guy, you got to expect that somebody's going to have the talent and the ability to just kind of come downhill and be show that level of physicality. You know, um, because I mean it's it's crazy because we've invested so much in that defense, but then you look around and it's like everyone's hanging on by a thread. We got Valentine out there. We see uh, Ballantyne out there. We got Keyshawn Nixon out there, who is, I mean, he was brought here to be a special teamer, and he's playing slot. You know, we especially the DBs, you know, the safeties. We got Rudy Ford and Jonathan Owens, and, you know, Savage is still out there. I don't know what his fate's going to be, but um, I would almost assume we'd keep him just because we don't have a ton of options. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it feels like we really got to invest in that, and um, that kind of brings us to the – the main question of the day about Joe Barry. And again, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about him in this game. Um, I don't really know. It, it's hard to even blame Joe Barry when you see the poor performance of the players with the missed tackles and everything. I mean, obviously some of that stuff was was the play calling, but I, I don't know. It's, it's not really interesting to me at this point. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I know my answer. I, I, I would move on, and it, it's not coming from a place of just rage. It's just you know, I genuinely believe and know that there are more qualified guys. You know, even if you think Joe Barry's decent at his job, um, I think that there are, there are studs out there that are really, really, you know, listen, we, we got Matt LaFleur on offense, and I, I think he's special. I really do. But even if you don't like Matt LaFleur, fine. Go, go look at Shanahan, look at all the – those guys are out there on defense. That level of talent, those guys that just know what to do, the game planning and the play calling, and they're just going to dial up some stuff. And I feel like with Joe, I mean, he 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 knows what he's supposed to do. <clears throat> like, I mean, if you gave him a test, he would pass it. Um, but it's sort of that chess thing where you, you're you're thinking three plays ahead, and I just don't know that that Joe's necessarily that guy. We saw some good stuff. I mean, he started to get aggressive. We saw the safeties jumping routes. And then, you know, San Francisco took advantage of that, and they took a big shot down the field, right? They got our safety to drop down, try to take a play away, and they took it over the top. I mean, that's that's chess, you know? It's baiting Joe Barry and, and, and tacking him. And after that, we started playing off again. And uh, I, I, I know my answer. I don't know what the Packers' answer is going to be. That's kind of the question. And I, I really don't know if they're actually going to move on from Joe or if they're going to keep him. I'm, I borderline am leaning toward they're going to keep Joe Barry, um, but I don't know. I, I just that's just the way the the Packers operate. Um, you know, as far as not letting guys go, as as frustrating as that may be, and as much as I think it, you know, it also not to sound ridiculous about this, but it would also add to the off season in terms of the excitement of. Um, you know, really what this team can be. Because any anytime something's new, you rip the ceiling off. We know the ceiling with Joe Barry, and it's not very high. You know, we can blame the players and everything else, but it's like, you know, how many more are we going to get, and how much better is it going to get? What are we, I, we're going to get you a safety, and that's going to fix everything? We already got you linebackers. I didn't do anything. You know, you got your you got your pass rushers. You got your defensive tackles. Like, it's, it's not working. You're going to tell me a safety is going to fix it? 
So, I mean, it's just, it's same with like Jordan. You know, you rip the ceiling off. Even though you know that there's probably a low ceiling, you rip it off. And guess what? Sometimes they blow through and, and set or just, you know, they, they set their own ceiling and it's really, really high. So I think that that's uh, a needed thing. I'll be very interested in the, uh, you know, usually it takes a couple weeks, but, you know, it might be a fast decision. We'll see. I'm, I'm guessing they would at least give a couple days to kind of marinate. But, you know, if they want to jump in on these things and start doing interviews, you got to make a decision. In fact, now, now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, did, did they say something right away? I'm sure they didn't, but I don't want to sit here and do the podcast and there's already been an announcement. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, that's I think I think that pretty much summarizes where I'm at. To be honest, I'm very sad. Um, I'm more or less at peace. I wasn't at first, but you know, give me about an hour to calm down. I'm at peace, and I'm telling you, if you're if you're really upset. Really focus on the future. And I know it sucks because it's so far away. It's like, bro, it is January. We're not going to see this team again until September. I mean, you know, not not really get that September 11th game again. But, um, I mean, it really is exciting. And, and I mean, genuinely think about that because you think about like, oh, yeah, they're going to get so much better. But first of all, guys can grow exponentially in year two and year three. Those are major, major years. And that's where our guys are at right now. But also think there are legitimate freaks in the draft. Freaks. And we got 11 picks. Can we get them? Also, free agency. Free agency. I'm just saying. Oh, and potentially a new defensive coordinator. We came into that 49ers game as potentially the most dangerous team in football. They kind of fell off. They didn't look like themselves. I think they gave it all they had. They were out of juice. But you revamp this thing, add a couple pieces, retool, not rebuild, that whole thing. It's not even really a retooling. It's it's just adding to the arsenal. Anyways, why don't we take our first break? If you want to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy or hit me up on Venmo pack and a podcast. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Welcome back, y'all. You know, I kind of touched on it already. I, I I was just kind of stopping and thinking for a minute. 
It's just kind of a sit and reflect kind of a deal. First thing, I was kind of pouring through um, social media, and one of the things that I thought was going to be better this year, and maybe it will be again, you got to give people their 24, 48 hours, whatever it is, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but I was really excited that this year there wouldn't be as much angst and, and being upset and being sad about the Packers lost because there was less expectation, you know, house money, that whole thing. And then um, the excitement about the future. But as I pour through social media, it's it is it's a pretty dark place. And I get it, man. I had, you know, again, when this stream was over, I just I think after uh, after they threw that pick, I think I sat on the stream in silence for a good 30 seconds or so. I just I couldn't speak is pretty painful, but um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm I'm sad to see everybody so sad. You know what I mean? I mean, there is sort of a family element to it. It sucks. Um, I don't want everybody to be distraught about it. And um, I don't know. I guess I was I guess I was optimistic that that wouldn't happen. But uh, it does look like that might be happening again. So I again, I just implore you. I'm guessing the people that are wanting to take time off aren't listening, anyways. But I just want to implore you to, you know, I'm just saying we're we're, we're going to have a lot of fun. I just don't want you to back away from the team. I guess you know. I don't know why that bothers me so much. It's not even so much the the, the podcast numbers and all that stuff. I then it's the same thing every year. We'll be fine. The advertisers all leave me anyways. That's that's the real that's the thing that really gets me is the advertisers all stop. But it's just I don't know. We do this together every day, you know. Twice a day. See you guys on social media, call into Packernet after dark, all that stuff. Don't bail, man. Don't bail. Um the other thought that I had, you know, it's funny, at at one point we were talking about possibly being the number one pick. Really, I mean, genuinely think about that. There was a time where we thought we might get the number one pick and might be looking to draft a quarterback. I mean, that talking about the locker room implications and you know how bad things can get and just all this stuff, and um, we go from that to the number seven seed in the playoffs, and then from the number seven seed to be the first, the youngest team in NFL history to win a playoff game. And the first seven seed to win a playoff game. I mean, you're talking about massive underdogs. I mean, th- this whole season has been underdog story. And that's a positive thing. And the bottom line is everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but, you know, I, I know the Paul Farrington guys on uh, the Vikings thing or whatever. I-, I think they're leaning into the fact that Packer fans love their their channel and give them a lot of love. And, and that's cool. I mean, they're they're having a lot of success. Their videos are blowing up like crazy. But I just I just looked at it. I didn't I didn't watch it or anything. But the title said, and I think it's true, the Packers were the better team. I you know, and and even if you disagree, the bottom line is I'm looking at it as they were equal. I think the Packers are on par with that 49ers team. And uh, again, you 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 give it a neutral field and get the rain out of there, and you know, give it just a a clean, sunny, normal environment, and let these guys go out and be their best. Bro, I'm I'm sorry. I I know Jordan made a bad decision. He missed a couple passes. Did you see Brock Purdy? Good lord! At one point, I just screamed on the stream. This guy freaking sucks. Let's end this game. Like it's just he it was it was garbage. He had one beautiful throw in the middle of the field that felt like it should have been picked by three guys. But um, aside from that, it was like th- this is ridiculous. It was it was a tough environment, but. I just, I, the bottom line is I think they can hang, man. I really do already. 
already. And, you know, what I really love and what I really need is to make sure that these guys go out and work. And that, you know, Jordan, I know that's what he does, but we need to keep it going. And we need to get the boys out there. We get, you know, now that you've seen it, now that you know what kind of things you need to work on, you know, they, obviously, you know, Matt LaFleur and all those guys, they give him some stuff to work on in the postseason, but you've never seen them. Now they've got some opportunities to kind of really study a full season's worth of tape and say, okay, here's what I need you to do. Here's the kind of things I need you to work on. And that's for all the receivers, too, who have not done anything yet. Um, to be able to get that full breakdown of, of the kinds of things we need you to work on and then to go do it together and to stay in communication, you know, whether whether you're in California with them physically or just, you know, on the phone with them or whatever it is, like just pouring through stuff. Enjoy your offseason, absolutely. Have a good time, spend your money, uh, drink responsibly. But um, just keep working. And, you know, I, I got to say that for Rashawn, too, and I, I hate to keep putting it on him, but, you know, he got paid and something kind of happened, and that was the last person on planet Earth I ever thought that would happen to because Rashawn Gary is a worker, because Rashawn Gary is loyal. Um, I believe, I genuinely believe all those things. And I don't know what happened down the stretch. If there was an injury or, you know, somebody had even, you know, posited that maybe it was something that was asked of him to kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit, maybe in terms of gap integrity type stuff, which is possible. I will say I was frustrated this entire game because it felt like the guys on the edges, uh, the edges hesitated. And again, maybe that is the case. You're you're waiting for that running back to clear before you really go in there. But it's like you don't have time. You got to just go. And and they didn't really do that. So I don't know if that was a coaching point or what. Um, but you know, again, Rashawn Gary got paid to be a monster, to be a game wrecker, and and he wasn't that down the stretch. He wasn't that in this game when we needed him the most. And we need him to get back to that. I know he's a worker, and. Um, I'm just, you know, fingers crossed. We need him back out there. We need him training real hard this offseason. He got a big old paycheck, so hopefully they can upgrade the facility and, and really get some work done, whatever needs to be done, uh, to get him back in tip-top shape because this this team's success relies a lot on guys like that and guys like Lucas Van Ness to take a big step and guys like Devontae Wyatt to take another step and guys like Brooks and Wooden to take a step. Got a lot of young guys with a lot of potential, but um, we got to go in the right direction, not the wrong direction. So that's going to be a big thing, and um, hopefully that that you know, hopefully that's what happens. I guess, but I I do have a lot of faith in that, a lot of faith in these guys putting in some good work. It's a heck of an underdog season, and you know, for a team that was supposed to be fourth in the division by a lot of people, um, there there there's. There are two teams next year. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe some teams are going to be excited about Kirk Cousins coming back if he does. Maybe if Caleb Williams gets drafted, there's going to be some talk. But there's not going to be any serious talk. And I would I would guess the majority of people will say the Packers will be the number one team. I just think that that's going to be the case. I think they're going to see Jordan as the best quarterback. I think they're going to see that the Packers, when they got hot down the stretch, beat the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears, and then went on to beat Dallas. I think they're going to look at the youth and say these guys all took another step. They're going to look at the draft class where there's a billion picks. Um, they're going to look at Matt LaFleur with much more um, uh, respect. And um, I think we're going to see a majority of people praising the Green Bay Packers. And and that's what the offseason is going to be, with, the exception, with very few exceptions. There's going to be a lot of positive talk about the Packers, what they did this year and what they're going to do in the future, because that's the reality. Same look, the Texans got the crap beat out of them by Baltimore. 
They did. And C.J. Stroud did not play his best game. A lot of guys did not play their best games. The defense completely fell apart, understandably, against that, that team. And you look at that from an outsider's perspective, not from you know me as a Packer fan talking about the Packers. As a Packer fan looking at the Texans, I look at it and go, big deal. The only thing that matters is can you continue to grow? Because you are a scary freaking team. If you're that good and you're just getting started, bro, you, you, but you, I mean, but that's the thing. You got to grow. Guys have to take a second year, third year, fourth year step. You got to continue to grow. You got to make sure you're hitting on your draft picks, right? You got to be responsible with your cap. You got to, um, you know, spend wisely in free agency. But I, I, I look at CJ Stroud and just say that's, that is going to be a powerhouse football team for a long time. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Deshaun Watson before that whole thing unraveled. The Texans were a scary team. It's just a question of can you put some pieces there? And that's the Packers. And and that question is, it's not answered, but there's only one honest answer of do you believe they can do it? And that's of course. Brian Gutekunst has been fantastic, and he's got a billion picks. And if, he's, if, if there's anything he's better at than drafting, it's finding free agent gems. And we're going to have a little bit of money, not flush with cash, but we're going to be in a better spot than we've been in a couple of years. And it's just all uphill from here. So, look, this is, this is a low moment, but this is far from the low point of the season. The low point of the season was back when we thought we didn't have a quarterback. We might not have a head coach. We definitely don't have a defensive coordinator. We, I don't know what players we even have. We're looking at a top three pick. That was the low point of the season. As far as I'm concerned, this is the peak, right? It, it, I mean, it, it is. I mean, the, the, the ultimately, when Christian McCaffrey punched in that touchdown, that was the descent down the other side of the hill. But we, 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 that was the peak of the season because that was the highest they reached. And that's a heck of a high re- That's That's way up there for the first year. So anyways, let's, uh, let's take a final break. We'll kind of skim through some of the stats and whatnot. I really don't want to, but I'm, I'm honestly kind of exhausted. Everything that I have to say about this, we could go to calls, but I just, I just don't, I don't want to do that right now. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Well, in this game, Jordan Love was 21 of 34, 194 yards, just 5.7 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, two picks. Passer rating of 72.4. It's probably going to be one of his worst games of the year. Aaron Jones, 18 carries, 108 yards, 6 yards per attempt. He had a great game, just kind of started to fade a little bit at the end, but overall, obviously very good. Jaden Reed getting in the action, 5 carries for 3 yards. Um, that that can't be right. Is that right? Oh, those other, they must have been considered passes. I was going to say, I know he had some big ones in there. Um Oh, no, I'm, I'm reading that wrong. That was Jordan Love. Jaden Reed, one carry, nine yards. Uh, Emmanuel Wilson, four carries, 16 yards, four yards per attempt. Receiving, Aaron Jones caught three for eight. Romeo Dobbs was four for 83. Tucker Craft, three for nine and a tud. Bo Melton, one for 19 and a touchdown. Jaden Reed caught four for 35. Luke Musgrave, three for 14. Emmanuel Wilson, one for 11. Christian Watson, one for 11. Uh, ben Sims, one for four. Um, and then on defense, we've got, uh, boy, oh boy, sad to say, but uh, half a sack from Kenny and Preston, and that's it. 
Tackles, uh, Quay Walker led the team in tackles. Tackle for a loss, just one, and it was Quay Walker. Pass deflections, we had Devondre Campbell and Darnell Savage. We had, you know, multiple picks left on the field there. One of them could have been a walk-in touchdown for sure. You know, I mean, that, that is the one thing that hurts is that this was such a winnable game. I mean, this was literally right down to the wire, and the Packers had so many opportunities. I mean, that freaking spot by the official was such a kick in the gut, man. Such a kick. That was a terrible spot. He had a first down. Um, Could have got points on it. We ended up with zero. Next time down, we get three instead of seven. So we end up with three points instead of a potential 14. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, missed, missed opportunities, that's for sure. And it, it's it sucks, too, because it's like, you know, you don't you know you'd almost rather lose because the 49ers are just better. And that wasn't the case. 49ers look rusty. Again, Brock Purdy, I think, played like dog crap. Debo Samuel, one of their biggest weapons. Um, he went out. Uh George Kittle's out there dropping passes. You know, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he had he had some big runs, but I mean, just the missed tackles were a joke. Um the, the opportunity was there. It just was. Uh, another missed opportunity, Anders Carlson missed a field goal. Um, I mean, obviously we had one blocked as well, so it's kind of a kind of a horse apiece, I guess. But uh, he's two of three. Obviously, if he drains that, you know, butterfly effect and all that, but that puts us at a tie game. So potentially a different outcome if he doesn't just miss that field goal. And of course, Keyshawn Nixon two returns for ninety-seven yards. Seventy-three was his longest. Almost lost that one, thanks to Wilson for an amazing diving catch. But uh, yeah, Packers one time of possession, basically tied the amount of offensive plays, very close in offensive yards, 330 to 356. Yards per play, we had 5.3, they had 5.6. Penalties, they had six for 83 yards, we had one for just five yards. Touchdowns, we had two, they had three. Field goals, two of three, they were one of two. Two turnovers, I mean, that's that's a game right there, you you lose two nothing. Um, completion percentage, Jordan was 62%. Um, Brock Purdy was just 59%. Sacks taken. Um, one for Brock Purdy. Jordan was sacked zero times. Team yards per carry was 4.9, which is obviously fantastic. They were at 4.6, which is not super fantastic. Uh, let's see. First downs, we had 20, they had 19. Uh, third downs, we were 54%, 7 of 13. They were 63%, 10 of 16. Fourth downs, we were 2 for 5, although it should have been 3 for 5 because that was a bunch of bull crap. Actually, no, I'm sorry. We were we were 0 for 1. I'm looking at the wrong category. I'm tired, man. It's midnight. Uh, 0 for 1, which should have been 1 for 1. Red zone, we were 2 of 5. That's an area the Packers have been really good in. Only got 40%. Again, missed opportunities, man. That's crucial. They only had one, one time in the red zone and they scored. They were 100%. So just capitalizing on opportunities. I mean, I, again, I think the Packers are the better team. They, they were able to move the ball better. They just they just didn't get it done when it was there. You know, if you grab those two picks, if you get the first down, if you get the touchdown, if you hold on to the ball, if you don't, you know, if you throw it a little more accurately, it doesn't get picked up in the tipped up in the air and picked. All that good stuff, you know how it goes. But I tell you what, man, I'm I'm getting pretty tired, and uh, I think again I've pretty much said all I have to say for right now. So why don't we just wrap this thing up? You guys have a good rest of your night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>